Okay, folks, here we go. Episode 6. I got a nice cold root beer chilling right here. So that'll be my beverage of choice tonight. Shout out to root beer. We just gotta wait for the boys to hop on. I got I got the recording going. I got Discord up and running so I can talk to everybody. Rocket League's pulled up. We are ready to go. Hello, 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 Johnny boy. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to the one and only Philip Hoffman. Whoa, it's me. I mean, I'm not the only Philip Hoffman. There was one that died of a heroin overdose a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, that means that now you're the one and only. Mm, that's interesting. The one and only. The one and only alive one, at least right now. Yeah, I mean, I, there's got to be another Phil Hoffman. But yeah, like, there's got to be. You're the one and only to me, Phil. Oh, and you're the, oh that's so sweet, John. You're such <laughs> a sweetheart. My gosh. Is that, is that, could, could it be? It's not. Hello. Oh, he's alive. What's going on, Max? Hey. I thought I thought you were celebrating about Jesse. No, we're doing this bit where we hype up every time somebody hops online now. Okay. Whoa, it's Max Dudek. Whoa. Yeah, we're going to cut that. Is Springborn here? Uh, no, for those of you listening at home, uh, Springborn, <laughs> our fifth host, is unable to join us tonight, and we hope that he will be able to join us in the next episode. Let's talk about giraffes. We're going to talk about, what, what was it? Oh, I was on, uh, I've been wasting some time on Ask Reddit recently. And it was like, um, you find out that every species on Earth is native to Earth except for one, which is an alien species. Which one is it? And I immediately said giraffes. I was like, there's no fucking way a giraffe is natural. The thing is, though, evolutionarily, it makes sense, right? No other animal has a neck like that. Like, if that trait is so advantageous to giraffes, wouldn't some other species have also evolved something like it? But no. It's just giraffes. Do other species not have long necks? What are other long neck species? I feel like turtles have deceptively long necks. Yeah. Yeah, but not, like, proportionally the ratio at which a giraffe has a long neck. Yeah. It's, it's weird because, like, their neck and, like, legs are freakishly long. Yeah, like, it, it just doesn't look like it belongs on this earth. It looks like it came from somewhere else. Though, also, there are, like, those, like, fish, like, deep in the depths of the ocean. Okay, are, there's like... no long neck there, though. Yeah. Alright, I feel like it's time to have this discussion. I think we've had it before, but we're gonna have it again. Best and worst starters. Ooh, just overall. Yeah, I'm not asking for, like, a stat analysis from Springborn here. I just want, in your opinion, best and worst starter. Mm. Worst? I'm just going to say all of them from Gen 2. I Really? I think I'm there's no good that. starters in Gen 2. And you could find I, me. Everyone's really like, oh, like I, love, I love Totodile. I love Cyndaquil. I, like I just think they're all really plain. Like, especially Cyndaquil. Like, there's not... Well, Squirtle's a turtle. No, okay, so I just mean in terms of the design. Like, Squirtle has... You know, a, like a p- pattern on its shell and like different colors. Cyndaquil is and made literally of like, gets cannons. Cyndaquil is literally, and all of its evolutions have two colors, and that's it, right? Yeah, right. But yeah, Cyndaquil's just like the same thing, just bigger every right. time. Right. Same with Chikorita. There's just two colors. It's like green, oh my light God. green, and yeah. a slightly darker green. Like of of Gen Gen two had the worst stars for sure. Of them, Toted of Gen two, Totodile probably the best one. But Chikorita is objectively, in my opinion, but objectively, the worst starter. Period. Yeah, I, I'll I'll go with that. And also, it doesn't evolve into anything special either. 
like Meganium is probably the worst fully evolved star- starter. It's like it's not it's not cute or co- a cool design. It almost feels like a little bit like a Tropius knockoff. Tropius should have been Chikorita's final evolution. That would have been cool. Like grass flying. Yeah, like if if Chikorita like you can. I guess you would have to redo Bayleaf a little bit. That's the other thing but... about the Gen two starters. None of them get a second type. None of mm. like none of them. In Gen one, two of them got a second type. Right. Yeah, it's just Gen two. The starters are just kind of bland. All right, but what what do you think is the best starter? I really like Oshawott. I think that's Oshawott. like Oshawott's pretty. Or nice. Snivy. Honestly, the Gen five starters are like knocked out of the park. I don't like Snivy that much. Like I typically like the grass types, even though I just shat on Chikorita. But like Snivy's Snivy as a standalone starter, pretty good. But like. I feel that Tepig and Oshawott are just better design starters than Snivy. I don't like I don't like the Tepig line. Really? No. I like the Tepig line. I feel like it has to be said, just because it hasn't been said yet. Turtwig is my boy. Turtwig's good. Mm-hmm. The Gen four starters are also I think. Oh, up they're there. amazing. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. I really like Gen four. Max, here's a question for you, if you're willing. So. Uh, I was raised Catholic, and Phil still is Catholic, but you're an atheist, and I think right. you're the only member of the Type 5 that is, like, act like an atheist. I'm, I'm uh... more of a spiritualist. Springborn's definitely not an atheist. What is Springborn, though? Well, actually, I'm not sure. Springborn was absolutely raised Catholic, can confirm. But I'm not entirely sure what he believes, but he's also, like, never going to be one to ever talk about it, because he's Springborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my question for Max is, so, like, religion typically in fact most religions some might say all have a like a, a code on how you should act a moral compass sort of thing right but as an atheist there's no like higher power telling you what's good and bad and also like you don't believe in a punishment or a reward after this life so like what created your moral compass well there's a good quote i don't remember who it's attributed to basically someone asked an atheist like what stops you from committing crimes and murdering as much as you want to? And he said, I do murder and commit crimes as much as I want to. The idea being, I don't like, I just don't want to. Um, and also kind of flipping it and being like, is the only thing that keeps you from doing bad stuff, like, the fear of God? Or is it because you actually, mm-hmm. like, don't want other people to have to endure that, you know? Alright, that's fair, that's fair. But, like, it's interesting, because... Most people, well, like, religious people, when you ask them, like, what their moral code is and how they came up with it, eventually they'll go back to, um, like, they'll say, like, oh, it's just the right thing to do. And then you'll be like, why? And it'll, you know, they'll be like, well, that's just, like, what my faith says. That answer comes up surprisingly often, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, Max doesn't have a faith and is still, in my opinion, a fantastic human being. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, John. Yeah, I got you. So, like, it's just interesting because... He he obviously will not say, oh, I'm like, that's just what we're taught as atheists. Like, I mean, yes, you are, but like, you don't paint it out to be like some higher right. powers. Like, this is right and this is wrong. You yeah. just have an idea of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do like that quote, Max, because I think it's like, I think it is stupid that people are like, oh, I'm doing this because God says it's right or whatever, or God says it's wrong. Because yeah. like, that's not the right way to go about it, in my opinion. In in my like opinion, you should do what is good because it is good, and you should you should not do right. what is not good because because you'd want it's other people good. to do the same. You want right? other it's... people to do the same, and also like the the thing that does annoy me about the Bible 
is that there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of sort of language of like you will be rewarded in heaven, right? And I think that sort of paints for me paints a sort of picture of like do these things so that later on you can get a reward, you know? And like right. from my faith and just in general my I guess ideas about life is that like you shouldn't do things so that you can get a reward later, you know? Like you should do things because they're good and the reward like in I guess in my case with my faith the reward comes with it, right? But you're sure, not yeah. doing things because you're getting the reward. You're doing things because you're a good person, you know? Right. And you shouldn't be expecting a reward in that sense because right. that's part of what makes it good. And so a lot of, like, if you read the gospel, and I've been reading the gospel a little bit with a friend of mine, um, Gospel of Matthew, and he's, like, pretty like hardcore Christian Bible is the truth and everything about it is true. And all. Matt, that I'm stuff. pretty sure Matthew's a pretty hardcore Christian. <laughs> no, but like we're reading the gospel of Matthew, right? Uh-huh. And there's a, a lot of language of like, those who follow me will be rewarded in heaven and stuff like that. And that's, that's to me just sort of paints the wrong picture of sort of how I understand or paints a different picture of how I understand the reason for doing things. Right, because I I feel like a lot of times people just are like I'm doing this so I can get to heaven. It's like, ugh. and there's also a lot of language often about like in Christians in general, with Christians in general, of like this idea like, oh, have you been saved yet? Right, and this idea of like, okay, once you accept Jesus into your heart, then you're saved, and then you're good, then you're gonna go to heaven, as if it's like some sort of reward that you just now can get, right? And that's very much not my understanding. So, yeah. I don't know what I was trying to say. I, I guess I just want to say I agree with you, Max. And I think a lot of times the people who do say I do this is this is good because God says it's good. Like, right. okay, but like it's sort of you should do it because it is good, not because someone says it's good, I guess. Yeah, but then like if you're doing it just because it's good, that negates the need to like have religion in the first place. No, I don't think, I think... Well, I mean, you can still be, like, spiritual and shit like that, but, like, the whole idea of, oh, you have to be good so you can go to heaven. Like, if you're if you're telling people you have to be good so you can go to heaven, and then all of a sudden you start telling people you should be good because you want to be good, and then that's what happens? Like, you don't need to sell having a good moral code by, oh, you'll be rewarded with an afterlife that's nice. Yeah. Right? It kind of kind of negates that whole selling point. Well, the thing is, another, I think, important selling point of religion for me, uh, among a couple selling points, but one of, one, if you want to talk about, like, selling religion, right? And I'm not trying to do this to anyone, but this is just sort of my understanding of how I see my faith. But an important thing with that is that religion, in a lot of ways, can alleviate a fear of death. Like, everyone's going to fucking die. Just accept it. Well, yeah, but... I think that's that's one of the advantages of religion of that is that there's like during life you don't have to be as scared of death. You shouldn't be scared of death to begin with though is my point. Like like I I can understand like not wanting to not exist anymore as like an animal with an urge to survive, but at the same time like Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty common thing, yeah. Yeah, but but at, but at the same time, to be like so, so scared of the end of your life that you have to like, if okay, so if we do this from a very pessimistic point of view, to make up a fake second life so you can feel better about your first life ending, 
no one should be that scared of death. Like, yeah, obviously, I want to stay alive. That's why I haven't killed myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I will die someday, and there is nothing I can do about mm-hmm. it. And, okay, like, I'll have an end. That's not great, but okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm ready when it comes. Oh, yeah, and that's sort of how I feel with it as well. And Yeah, but, like, like... Um, to take a completely pessimistic point of view of religion here mm-hmm. and say that the whole thing's a sham, like, it would only exist then to comfort people who are irrationally afraid of their own existence ending. And I don't think that's a bad thing because I think it's so that's, I don't think that's the only reason that it exists, right? Um, but I think if that's a way of coping with it, then I think it's a healthier way than constantly just being paranoid about it. Yeah, and I, I know that this isn't, like, the right, not necessarily right, but, like, the the argument to make here, but, like, there shouldn't be that fear in the first... You shouldn't need that that sense of hope or calming thing. Like, and I, I know that, like, the, the response to that is, well, people have it, and yeah. I'm just going to be like, well, you shouldn't, but, like, you Well, why shouldn't. do you think you shouldn't? You can't change it. Mm-hmm. Like, why Why are you so fucking afraid? You will die. There is nothing you can do about that. Like, I know it sounds nihilistic and whatever, but you are going to die. Mm-hmm. So why would you waste all of your time and energy worrying about the end when you can enjoy the now when you're not dead? And to some extent, with religion, people don't have to worry about the end. But, like, religion's a waste of time. <laughs> How so? Because now you're devoting all of your time, or at least some of your time, that instead of spending it worrying about dying, you're comforting yourself about dying. And it's like, just stop focusing on the dying. (laughs) Like, live your fucking life. Have a fucking root beer. Eat some mac and cheese. Go to Mighty Taco. Have a good time. Have premarital sex. It's fine. Sure, why the fuck not? (laughs) But, like, don't fucking worry about it. And don't, like... And and don't distract yourself from worrying about it with something that doesn't need to exist. Like, mm-hmm. just enjoy life. Go mm-hmm. throw a frisbee around with your bros. Yeah. Paint your fucking toenails to make them look pretty. And I think to some extent, again, for a lot of people, religion or faith structure in general can help people do that more. That's another thing. People are so comfortable with people, like, telling them what to think. I don't like that. You sound a lot like the atheist in this argument now, John. I do. Well, like then what then it, then what is the point of religion? No, like fuck organized religion. Have your own personal belief system and believe what you want to believe. Like Max, you're an atheist and that's fine and I respect you for that. And I believe that there is some kind of creator power, right? So I guess you would call that a god and therefore I'm a theist. Mm-hmm. But like I don't need some fucking corrupt pedophilic catholic church telling me what to think about my my god like fuck right but organized religion is i think different from what you were saying you were saying something about like uh answering what happens after you die or worrying about it or something like that right yeah but like okay so organized religion comes about because people are like okay again like atheist point and again this is again i wasn't saying that's the only point of religion i'm just saying that's a point of religion I'm saying that religion wouldn't exist if people weren't afraid of death. Um, but oh, wait, did Jesse just join? Probably, but he's probably setting up his recording right now. So, what a perfect time for him to come in as well. 
I know. Like, he's great at just interrupting conversations. But I think also he would have a lot to say about this subject. Also, we haven't really finished the discussion. Yeah. All right, so we're we finishing the discussion? Well, uh, oh, Jesse's muted again, goddammit. So, people are irrationally afraid of death. On top of that, people don't like thinking for themselves. So, organized religion exists because one dude was confident enough and had the balls or the tits to be like, yo, you're not, you don't have to worry about your death because there's going to be an afterlife and here's what it is. And then everybody's just like, oh, and then they all believe the same thing. And it's like, wow, you're just going to use some other guy's way of dealing with the world to like deal with the, like form your own opinions, guy. Think for yourself. Be a free thinker. Don't be a sheep. And the thing is, and that's the ideal. The ideal is that you do look at what the belief system is. But that's you... not at all how religion works right now. Huh? No, well, that's no. not at all how religion works right now. No, there's no, there's very few in my eyes people that are like, let me like really dig down deep and figure out what I believe. It's like, ah, oh, well, like the priest was like, yeah, just you know, love your neighbor, give him a hug, and you'll go to heaven. And okay, I'll just give him a hug and I'll go to heaven, and we're good here. <laughs> like, no, fuck that. Challenge yourself. Identify. Find out who you are. Like, even if that means not in a religious point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, find out who the fuck you are. And that's what that's what I feel like I am also doing, in a sense. I feel like, for me at least, mm-hmm. religion. Re, for me, religion did not do that for me, and I feel like religion does not do that for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. Phil, I don't think I don't think the average Christian is as self reflective or as introspective as you are. Yeah, I know. I was saying they should be though. I agree. I agree with but, you that yeah, you, they but should. But my point is, they're not. Yeah, they're complacent in just following whatever so-and-so says and i think that's a little bit unfortunate personally yeah i mean i agree but like i feel like that's a product of having some institution tell you what to believe mm-hmm. which is you know what the catholic church does mm-hmm. yeah so that, that that's my beef with it that's my beef with religion yeah max do you think your moral code would you say would then sort of just be based off of societal standards almost um, or just sort of I mean, what your parents told you. I don't have like a codified moral code, so it, well, yeah, yeah, but like you're not going to go out and stab a guy, right? Yes. Like, why not? Well, there's. I think there's a difference between like legal moral codes and then like mm-hmm. you know politeness moral codes. Well, yeah, but like, so I guess I guess what I'm trying to distinct to make the distinction here is like we we went over how some people some religious people are like oh well that's just like what god said we have to do so like i don't want your argument to be like oh well like it's illegal yeah of course i don't think right. i have the i don't think i have the mental fortitude to stab someone like even if i wanted to i don't think i could do it all right good to know i don't know i feel like i could push you hard enough that you would stab me yeah no i know it it would have to be like a very dire situation right it'd have to be like i, I a, could I could absolutely get you to stab me. <laughs> and that's why we love you, John. Yeah, I'm that obnoxious. I could get you to stab me. I don't think Jesse ever would. He would hit me, but he would never stab me. Max, I could I, get Max to stab I me. I think there's an issue here with equating uh, organized religion with, like, moral codes. I mean, you know? Well, I don't think... I think we're, we're getting away from organized religion. Well, that's now, just, that's like, just how the conversation started. When, like, my kind of religious circles. It's called moralism. And it's, like... like a type of religion that's like misguided, you know, when people fall into moralism, it's like this trap of like where everything has this, this right or wrong, you know, I think that's, 
Can you explain moralism? Because I don't know what that is. Moralism? Yeah, no, it's just this idea that, like, there's this, like, exact set right and wrong way to be at any given moment, and these exact codified laws that that get you right there. Mm. And um, that's, I, I think, just a very, like, surface-level kind of relationship with God. And that's the thing that religion has to offer that kind of like that is there some kind of relationship with a creator that is kind of the only place for that. You know what I'm saying? With all of organized religion problems, it's like having a community to base that relationship is I think what I'm in it more so for than any kind of law or standard as mm. how I'm supposed to live my life. And that's sort of and that's sort of what I was also gonna mention as like a quote unquote advantage of religion is I think that there is a sort of immense community that gets created because of it. And it's sort of like, it's not just like, oh, look, look at us. We're all like, we're all, we're all sheep. We're all following like the same whatever. Right. But it's sort of, I don't know how to say it, but like just the community aspect of religion, I, I think is like one of the best parts of it. If that makes sense. To... Well, maybe that's why I hate religion so much. Cause I never experienced community. Yeah, that's the, that's the BS thing about so many churches is they create these like codes that like keep people away from community, especially young people. Mm -hmm. Why do our grandparents love their church? Well, because, you know, churches are really good at connecting old people. <laughs> like they create these beautiful spaces for old people to congregate and be humans together. Mm -hmm. And like, I know I have friends that like, have had troubles with growing up in churches that didn't really, that just sort of weren't focused on community building at all. They were just sort of like, this is the Bible and you should read it and this is everything, blah, 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 right? I think that's sort of missing the point because I think community is such a huge plus, I think. So I think a lot of people do get dissociated from religion, like even if they grew up religious. I'm not saying anyone here or anyone in general, but they grew up maybe in a religious setting, but then they drifted away from it for whatever reason. And I feel like more than more often than not, it's because there wasn't really a good community there. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily because, oh, I didn't believe this or like, well, obviously, mm -hmm. sometimes it is. Oh, I didn't believe this. Right. But I feel like a lot of times people just feel distant from organized religion just because they don't they're whatever community they grew up in didn't foster that sense of community. All right. So before we go, I have one question, actually two <laughs> questions for you, Jesse, two parts. It's a one question, two parts. What is the best and the worst starter Pokemon? <laughs> We'd never answered that question. All right. You can answer it too, but I want to hear Jesse's answer. Best starter Pokemon is, um, Turtwig. Attaboy. Worst starter Pokemon, Tortodile. Wow. That falls in line. Max and I both ripped out Gen 2 for a bit. But Totodile even worse than Chikorita? Yeah, Chikorita's definitely the worst. Oh, Chikorita sucks. <laughs> <laughs> See? There you go. I like Totodile. Jesse, I don't know nah, why. Jesse knows what's up. I like Totodile. Alright, let's do a countdown, boys. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Five... Four, three, three two, two, one. And go. I love that Max says go. Yeah, I can't say anything else. If I'm counting down, it ends with a go. That's what you like. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you counting down for? 
we spent way too long talking. Like, okay, it was a good conversation. It was fun to have with all y'all, but I don't think anyone else wants to listen to it. Yeah. And that's the point though. Exactly. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, I'm gonna stop you right there, guys. (laughs) Don't forget, the point of this podcast we established very early on was to please ourselves. So if you guys had a good time with the conversation, we're doing a good job on the you podcast. You might have phrased that a little more specific. No, I I am here to pleasure the four of us. Oh my god. I've been pleasing myself for almost two hours now. <laughs> Alright, All right, well. Now I think we can actually That's stop a good recording. tag. I, I Some of that. And there you have it, folks. That's our sixth episode. Uh, we've only got, what, eight more to figure this shit out before the trial period's up? So, uh, give us some feedback, you know, let it, let us know how we're doing. And please, I beg you to tell your friends, because between you and me, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just share a little secret here, because everybody else can't hear me right now. So we have a deal, where if the podcast gets, like, big enough, and we can get 1,000 unique listeners for any given episode the boys will let me read an ad. And I know that sounds boring as fuck, but goddamn, I want to go all out on reading an ad on the podcast. So tell your friends to, you know, spread the word, get some more listeners on there, because I want to read an ad. So that's just my little plea to you guys. Okay. Have a wonderful life. You're all beautiful people.